This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound On each episode of BarkCast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thanks for asking. Excellent, we've had an email come in from Ryan. Okay. Ryan has a three-year-old beagle called Brian. Okay, cool. And Brian has been allowed to sit and lie and relax and chill out on the sofa for the last three years. Mm -hmm. However, Ryan and his partner Mm -hmm. have just brought a brand new sofa. Ryan doesn't want Brian. Oh, that rhymes, I've just (laughs) realised. This is going to be quite difficult now. (laughs) Ryan doesn't want Brian to sit or lie or do anything else on On his new new sofa. sofa. So what are the best ways for Ryan to train Brian to not do what Brian has been doing for the last three years. That was hard for you, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can we move on yeah. now? Uh, thumbtacks on your sofa would be a short way of doing it. So when the dog jumps up, it goes out. So decides not to jump up again. Can I just say, do not put thumbtacks on sofas for any reason whatsoever, apart from a cheeky little prank for your girlfriend or partner or boyfriend. I anyway, pro- I probably wouldn't even do that. No, probably not. Anyway. Don't, don't yeah, use no. thumbtacks, anybody. Yeah. Uh, insert thumbtacks was a joke. Clacks on here. Um, okay, so so the downside is Brian obviously has a massive reward history from being allowed to jump up on a sofa whenever he wants. So bringing the new sofa in, in the same way if you bring any new thing into the house, the dog's going to go, oh, that's interesting, let me go and have a sniff of that. So you, you've got a bit of a double whammy going on there. If you want to change a dog's behavior, any behavior really, you need to A, prevent it from doing the one it's used to doing, but B, give it an outlet so it can do something else instead. So you're saying Ryan's got to go and buy Brian a sofa? Not necessarily. One option would be keep the old sofa and Brian can have that one and you can have your new one. I'm not sure Brian's got his own room. And it depends on the size of your house, Ryan. <laughs> so now you've got me thinking about it. If um, This really is confusing. It must be it, hard in their house, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> Brian, come here. You mean me or the dog? But Brian, Brian, Brian. Brian, Brian, what's the girlfriend's name? I don't know. We're trying to think something that rhymes with Brian and Ryan. A female name that begins with Brian and Ryan. Sandra? <laughs> Doesn't rhyme, does it? Shall we move on? So, and and this, I know this will probably sound silly, but it is a potential option. Fine, keep the old sofa. Stick that one in the, or the old chair. That can stick in the corner. That's the dog's one. And we've got our own one over here. And if you're consistent, i.e. whenever Brian jumps on the chair or the sofa that he was allowed to before... We don't do anything. We don't care. I could just now. But if he comes anywhere near our new new sofa, we ship him off straight away. Sorry, I've just got a picture of Brian lying there in his lazy boy chair. Yeah. Just <laughs> relaxed. Kicked back with a can of beer on the side. Yeah, yeah legs remote, akimbo. Yeah, remote control in one paw. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Watching some Netflix show, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, there's an option for you. And if your dog's used to that, then that's, it's helpful because they already know, well, this is my area anyway. And I guess that's like having, because you've got the, the place beds that you use yes. quite a lot, isn't it? And I guess, joking aside, yeah. if it was a smaller sofa or a mm-hmm. smaller chair, you could then that become place. Their bed. Becomes yeah. their place, becomes their bed, it's their comfy area, what have you. And you know, whether it's a place bed, even if your dog has a bed or some sort of cushiony thing, you can just, again, it's about having the dog, giving them something else to do. So no, don't jump on the sofa, jump on this instead. So it's just about giving them an outlet. If you're constantly saying, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Well, 
what okay don't jump on the sofa i'm terribly sorry i'll go and jump on the kitchen table instead is that is that okay well obviously not no don't do that well where do you want me to jump well i don't but if you say no don't do that but hey come over here and do this instead now i'm giving them some direction i'm giving them an outlet and if they're doing what i want them to do or they are where i want them to be i can then reward it i can now provide engagement attention reward for doing the things that i want them to do and if you think about it when brian jumps on the sofa with ryan and what are we doing? We maybe giving him a fuss, giving him a cuddle, because that's the best part of having a dog and having a snuggle on the sofa. So it's rewarding. I mean, for both of us, obviously, but it's rewarding for Brian to be here. So if I redirect that attention, if I take it away from the sofa and reapply it somewhere else, then A, every time I jump on the sofa, I'm shunted off straight away. Nope, off onto your bed or onto your sofa or wherever else I want the dog to be. But I need to drive attention to there rather than being up on the sofa. So would you recommend that Ryan buys one of those kind of the, the beds? Just paint the picture of what <clears throat> one of those beds are. It's, they're called elevated uh, platform beds. So it's, think of like a very, very small trampoline that just doesn't bounce. The main idea for using a raised bed or even a soft squidgy bed that's got like a, a ribbed edge around it, it's something the dog can step over and into or onto. So there's a defined edge, a defined boundary which makes it a little bit easier for the dog to understand I have to be within the confines of this boundary, all right? But you could use anything. You could use a, a, a mat, a towel, a, a cushion, a pillow, you know, anything you've got lying around, that the, dog, the carpet that the dog is used to lying on. Those beds come in different sizes, though, they yeah? They do, yeah, and as long as the dog's got enough sort of room to properly lay out and splay out, stand up and turn around, that's generally big enough. And the difference is whether you're using it as a functional tool to teach them this concept or whether you just want a dog bed for the dog to lie on. The, the other just slight note on the, the elevated beds, the, given the climate that we live in, they are quite useful because they're a bit cooler because you get airflow underneath of the bed. Whereas if you put a nice big cushiony fluffy bed on the floor for them, it looks really comfortable, but they can be quite hot. They do trap a lot of heat. Obviously if you're living somewhere a lot cooler, you might want to do the reverse. So should Ryan be training Brian before he gets a new sofa? Uh, yeah, I would always start from the get-go. So because it's going to happen at some point, and if you got if if you're going to change the behaviour, the sooner you change it, the better. Because the longer you leave it, the more ingrained it becomes. I guess there's an argument. Well, it's been three years already. You know what? How much harm is an extra week going to do? Um, but yeah, I would just for the sake of again in that week, you're probably less bothered if. Um, Brian jumps on this sofa with muddy paws because it's your old one, you're getting rid of it anyway. So um, at least if there's an accident, i.e. he jumps on it, you're not quite so stressed. With the new sofa, the second he jumps up, you're more likely to go, no, 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 Brian, get off and, and really freak out about it, which again drives a lot of attention to this new spangly thing. But would it not be better to, when you get the new sofa, that's when you start teaching it because you've got a brand new thing in your room that smells different, that looks different, that... Tastes no. different because he might be licking it. I don't know. Uh, no, because all of a sudden there's something new and now there's a lot of attention happening around it. Whereas this thing, because the sofa to all intents, I know we get different shapes and sizes, but they're all going to be, it's a sofa, it's a comfy thing. So if all of a sudden you're changing your manner and you're changing the routine and you're changing the rules, then that happens now. And then all of a sudden one sofa's out, a new one comes in. But that's not the big deal here, Sunshine. 
the issue is whether you're allowed on this or not. And you weren't allowed on the old one anymore, and the same applies to this one. So, yes, it's a new thing, but we're now driving attention to us as owners rather of the sofa and the dog rather than the sofa being the big thing. If you're going to instill change where possible, I would start now, insert the new thing later on, and carry on as you were. So you've got a little bit of grounding in place. Okay, so as you just said... If you've got that option. And as a caveat, if my sofa fell apart and we threw it out and we had to order a new one and that's arriving today and we're starting from scratch with a new one, that's fine too. But if you've got the option to use your existing one, I would. Now, we mentioned earlier that Ryan is probably giving Brian cuddles on the sofa because that's generally what happens when the dog gets on the sofa, you have Mm -hmm. little cuddles. When you start the training process and all the retraining, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it, to get Brian not to get on the sofa... Should Ryan then go and give the cuddles somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, if the dog's like either by my feet or on their bed over there, I will get up and go and get the dog a fuss. Now, if you want to curl up on the dog bed for a little while and have a snuggle, knock yourself out, no harm with that. If you can't be bothered and just want to go over and give him a quick fuss and go back to your nice new spangly sofa, do that. Either way, we're driving attention to the dog elsewhere and not on our sofa. So then the next thing is, well, what happens if the dog comes up and jumps on the sofa. Let me ask that question, Russell. Go for it. Russell, what happens if the dog comes up and, and jumps on the sofa? That's a really good question, Jay. Thanks. So straight away, A, I want to just, I'm just going to say no, because no means you've done the wrong thing. And I'll guide the dog straight off and I'll either take him back to his bed or I'll just leave him on the floor. And the dog jumps back up again. Nope. Off you get Brian. And I'll make him get down. I'm not asking, please get down, please get down. I'll just you know, take him by the collar, guide him off. He gets off. Well, if he's one of your dogs, Russell, he'll have his lead on, wouldn't he? So either that, or even if he just got a collar on for this, I can just gently guide him off and dude, off you get. And it's super calm. It's, it's not, no, 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 big, you know, it's not chaos. It's just, no, made a mistake, off you get. And you're probably fine because he's got a three-year reward, reward history of bouncing up whenever he wants. He'll jump down and go, hey, you what? And then jump straight back up. And I'll just go, no, off you get. And he might do it a whole bunch of times. And every single time he jumps up, I'm just saying no, and immediately getting him off the sofa. And at some point, he'll kind of go, okay, I've had enough of this. And he'll either curl up where he is on the floor, or he'll go to his bed, or he'll go somewhere else. And the second he does that, he chooses an alternative action. I will now, oh, good boy, Brian, well done. Have a fuss, have a cuddle. Let's track right back to the first training session. So if we were going to say, right, we've got a, a, a week to train. I know we probably yeah, we yeah. might need longer, but yeah. let's just say we've got a week to train. What is the first thing? Do you take Brian, get him on the sofa and then say no? And then put him back on the sofa and say no? You, what would Ryan do? So I'm not that bit, but I would certainly do the, the second bit of saying, sorry, dude, you're not allowed up. So and a bit like, Brie in the corner. This is where we do an individual. This would be a perfect one to video. It's perfect timing right now. So, because exactly the same issue. He was allowed on the sofa, but we've now been told he's not allowed on the sofa in the office. So, fine. Sorry, Brie, you can't go up. But he's just sitting there, eyeing it, like, I really want to get up here. If he jumps up, I'll just say, no, buddy, you can't get up. I'll get him straight off. But I'll, there's, I'm not going to put him up there just so I can correct it, because that's kind of mean. But then how do you train him not to do it? So, A, if he chooses to jump up, I will correct it. So I'll take my uh, little towel leash or my collar and I'll guide him straight off. But he's not choosing to jump up right now. So how are we going to try? Do we have to wait? So, nope. 
I have to say that was perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. That's <laughs> you funny. didn't really need a video right now. Yeah. So if he- so, to, okay. To explain what just happened, then for the those watching in black and white, so Bree was sitting there, wanted to jump on the sofa, and I've ignored it, which is fine because he wasn't doing anything wrong. He was sitting there looking at the sofa, knock yourself out. He then decided, nah, I'm going to give it a go, and he's jumped up, and straight away I've just gone, no, nope, I've gone over there, and he straight away, oh, I'm not allowed up, and he's jumped down, and then he's gone over there and laid on the floor over there. Good boy, Bree. You're the best dog ever. If I wasn't recording this podcast, I'd go over and give him you a fuss. You can go over and give him a fuss. I'll talk yeah. to the listener while you go and give him a little fuss. Because he sat right behind me now. Well, you can give him a fuss. There you go. I'll go and give him a fuss. Hold on. You, you talk Don't to go him. anywhere. Okay? That's a fuss done. back. Yeah. And I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's the process. So now but, but, he's gone over and done that. And this now starts to work. This is where I get attention. So he's more likely to do this next time. And later on, he goes, oh, he gets up, wants to get comfy. Oh, it's a sofa over there. I'll go and jump up. And he's more likely to eat. You might just see him stop and quit. Am I allowed to do this? And I'm just going to wait. If he's not on the sofa, I'm not going to, if he's sitting there looking at it longingly, fine. I might even go and say, good boy, and give him a fuss because he's sitting next to it, not on it. It's only when he jumps onto it, I'll say, nope. I'll go and guide him straight off. So it's at that moment you have to be there because if you're not, there's no training you can do before. You just have to wait till the action actually happens. Yes. And in Ryan's particular case, I'm going to take a stab that this is waiting for Brian to jump on the sofa isn't going to take him very long. No, I think not. Three years of jumping on the sofa and it's a beagle for Christ's sake. I yeah, imagine it's, it's a, on the it's sofa going, a lot. It's going to be bouncing up and down like, like nobody's business. So he's probably going to have a lot of opportunity. Now, one thing you could do, Brian, if you want, go back and... Um, Ryan. You're talking to the dog now, Brian. There we go. See, I knew one of us would get confused. Mm. Um, I didn't think Brian, it would be you. Yeah. <laughs> 50-50 shot. Right. Ryan, you can put Brian on a leash if you want to, um, just to give you that extra element of control so I can guide him off the, off the couch if I need to. Generally speaking, I, I'm slightly less concerned about that. Um, yeah, just, I just every time he jumps up, Brian, no, go and get him and make sure he gets off. And if you're sitting on one end of the sofa and Brian jumps up on the other end, which is his end and curls up, and you're going, no, buddy, get off, and he's ignoring you, and you're like, no, Get off. Brian, come, no, Brian, hey, 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 get off, 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 off. You're just driving. He doesn't understand that. So you're just driving attention to him curling up on the end of the sofa like he's done all his life. So the second he jumps up, I'll say, nope, nice and calm. If I have to get up and walk over there, I'll do that and I'll guide him straight off the sofa. If he jumps straight back up, I'll do the same thing again. And I'll just keep repeating that until he changes his tune, which is either, I don't understand this. This is weird. All right, I'm going to go and I'm going to lie here on the floor. Oh, good boy, buddy, well done. Or I'm going to, like, I'm going to go and lie over here instead. Oh, good boy, buddy, well done. So now the attention shifts to somewhere else. The bigger question, which I think is ruminating around in between your lugs, is what if we're not there? Russell, but what if we're not there? Another great question, Jay. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, if the dog has known all its life, I can jump on and off the sofa whenever I choose then yeah, as soon as you're out the picture, because you've popped off to the shops or wherever, yeah, chances are he's going to jump on the sofa and curl up on his favorite spot. So if you're in a situation where the dog has learned this as a behavior, now you are going to have to put some management practices in place, i.e. confining the dog elsewhere so he physically cannot do that whilst you're not there to work the process. And that either means I'll put him in a crate, I'll put him in a pen area, I'll put him in another room, if I'm not physically going to be there in order to deal with the process. 
And that doesn't just mean when you're going to work or going to the supermarket, it means I'm gonna have a quick shower or I'm gonna be in the kitchen making dinner or a cup of tea. If you're not physically there, either take the dog with you or prevent the dog from doing that behavior in the first place. So that when you are back in that area together, you can be working the process. Now, as a general rule, and this is more for um, other listeners rather than Ryan, if you do have a, a small puppy or a young dog or a new dog in your house, I would start with a moratorium on the dog being allowed on the bed, the sofa. It just isn't allowed ever. Sorry, you're going to have to explain that long word you just said. Um, it's just it, the dog is not allowed on the sofa, the bed, the chair, none of it. Mor- what did you say though? Moratorium. So we stop, end. Is it? I yeah. thought that's where dead bodies go. Yeah, you kill the behavior, kill it dead. Oh, yeah. There right. you go. Just, with stopping it, it's just not happening. End of. Every day's a school day here on Barkcast. Yeah. So yeah, if we say this is never, ever, 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 ever going to happen, the dog doesn't learn to jump on the sofa. The dog doesn't learn to jump on the bed. And then later on, when the dog generally knows that it's not allowed to and it goes and does other things, now I can teach the dog a new trick. And that new trick might be, hey, why don't you jump up on the sofa and come have a cuddle with me? Because now it's doing it because we're asking him to do something rather than the dog is making the free choice to want to jump up. That's going to be more difficult for Ryan and Brian because the dynamic is already in place where I'm just allowed to do this whenever I want anyway. The upside for Ryan's particular case is he's going from dog can come up whenever he wants. We're now going completely the opposite of that. The dog is never allowed on this brand new sofa. So chances are with Ryan, he's going to be very consistent about enforcing the new rules, which is great because you have to be consistent. And even more so in the case of the dog has reward history for doing alternative behaviors. If you're getting the new sofa and I just don't want him on in the beginning because it's new and it's fresh and it's nice. And then every now and again, we let the dog jump up and you're giving him a fuss and then, oh, then tomorrow it's no get off and today it's yeah, get on. That's, again, you're just making things worse. Or Ryan, you could do what my nan used to do when she got a new sofa was buy a whole plastic cover and you could only sit on the sofa if you sat on that plastic cover. So you couldn't actually sit and enjoy the soft sofa. You had to slide around on yeah. a plastic cover. Now, and, yeah, which is weird, right? It was really Very, weird. Yeah, odd. But so just, you know, go to a go to index or a shop or any, any shop and buy a, a throw rug or a throw cover for your sofa. There you go. So that, that'll get dirty, but at least the sofa's nice and clean. Still same problem. I've just bought this nice new looking sofa and I'm going to cover it with something. So I, I, I kind of get both sides of that. Yeah, I think we should just train the dog. I would train the dog. So, or I mean, so the, the halfway house, I'll put a small cover on one end of the sofa. The dog can jump on that particular end. It's allowed on that particular bit, but that, it's not allowed on this particular. It's, that sounds harder than just training the dog not to go on the sofa, though. Now, that, that, to be fair, that kind of depends on where we are in the process. For Ryan and Brian, that might actually be a slightly easier track because the dog's used to jumping on the sofa anyway. It's going to be harder to get him to stop. And you really are going to have to be Johnny on the spot to get the dog to stop doing this. So now what you're saying is, yeah, you can keep jumping up, but you're only allowed in this area. I've just opened a whole can of worms at the end of this podcast, and we, let's leave that bit. But it, no, but it's a good bit, and it's an important point worth making. This is why I have you here, because every now and again, out of nowhere, you come up with a really bad, a good point. Well, actually, two good points today. The, it, see? And the three now. And three now. I mean, you are on a roll. It's great. Thanks for but your no, time. <laughs> no, but it, it is a good point. And again, for, 
for Ryan's situation with where he's at, the dog knows how to do this anyway. So fine, Ryan, if you want, just, yeah, fine, buy a throw rug for the end corner and that's the dog's bit. And as long as you're consistent with it, every time the dog steps off of that bit to come for a snuggle with you, you guide him straight back to where he should be, you'll be okay. If I was dealing with a brand new dog, a new puppy and what have you, then yes, I would go down the road of the dog just doesn't get to jump up ever. Consistency, I think, is Consistency the point here. Consistency is absolutely the key point here. Excellent. Right. Well, that was, uh, that was interesting. That went a little bit longer than I thought yeah. it would go. <laughs> Good one, though. I enjoyed that. Excellent. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out K9 Point Academy. That's k9pointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search K9 Point Academy. BarkCast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.